What's up, y'all? This is Tim Einenko. Welcome to Andy Don't Stop with Chuck D. This is my segment, The Library. Today I go outside the library and interview Illis, who has a new album out called Family First. Why, why, why call your album uh, Family First? I started Family First as we were wrapping up uh, the last album, For Adam. And um, my wife and I were just planning our family. And when we got pregnant, you know, you had to kind of come to terms with that. You know, like from now on, it's no longer about me, it's about mm. us. And uh, I really wanted to capture that time period of the pregnancy through birth and a series of songs. And um, it just kind of happened naturally it just can made sense you know once you realize you're having a baby it's everything kind of focuses on that and um and as well as the music so anyone that follows you on twitter on facebook um even even this album you you know your 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 son is one of the or the most important thing to you so just as an artist how has your 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 rapping your writing how has it changed since the birth of your son i mean is your lyrical content different or do you do you really have to look out for what you say you know stuff like that technically i don't think there's anything different that i'm doing now except now i have to kind of maximize my time better since i get very little free time to mm-hmm. write and record in regards to inspiration there's always something new and wonderful to be inspired about as a father um, and as a husband and anyone who's you know has a family knows that there's an endless amount of topics <laughs> you know uh, people make careers on you know talking about their family whether it's o cosby or you know comedians or whoever um it really makes you just look at the world differently than when you're just some rapper trying to battle other rappers and mm-hmm. rap about other rappers and so forth and so on so in Surprisingly, I don't necessarily feel like I've had to tone anything down or change anything. You know, I feel like I've been going in this direction for a while in regards to um, lyrical content, you know, not cursing a lot and, you know, finding the right places. And if I do curse, and actually, funny enough, this album has the most curses out of the last two albums, (laughs) three albums. Yeah, so I think each, I think, Feel Good Music and fam- and Four Adam each had one. I think this. I, I think there's like three curses on it. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is, or a couple of them are not even from me. It's from you know some of the guests, which is fine. Um, I didn't want to you know have anyone have to you know stifle any of uh, anyone else's creativity. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't really worry about about the content too much um, when it comes when it comes to this. It's just you know I I. I try to speak truthfully and passionately about um, what I do, and, and hopefully that comes through in the music. And I want to go into, I mean, you, you like you mentioned, you have a, a slew of, you know, guests. You have, you know, Johnny Juice, Ill Bill, Blueprint, uh, Jay Live, I mean, all these people. When when you do an album like this, uh, do you, and you, you know, you pick and choose who you would love to have on the album, do you, like, present to them, I mean, like, kind of like a, like a weird uh, PowerPoint presentation of, like, what the concept of the album is and then hope they kind of write around it. And then, and then also if they do write something and you don't necessarily like where they're going with it, do you, I mean, what do you have discussions? Do you, I'm not sent to them totally, but do you ask them to rewrite? I mean, wh- how does that process work? Um, luckily the, the people that I collaborate with, it's always people that I know through some other Avenue or, or I've connected with 
you know, through the industry or through artwork or, or, you know, something outside of just, you know, contacting them and saying, hey, do you want to, would you be on my album? You know, and then they're like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I always work with people that, for the most part, I always work with people that I I have a personal relationship with or, or know through, you know, other friends or some connections. And so when I approached most of these artists, I say most because one of the artists is a new artist, Chewy, and, and we, um, I connected with him through somebody else, and it was basically my first time, you know, working with him, and uh, it was a great experience. He's an amazingly talented young guy, and, and someone everyone should definitely watch out for. I feel the girth on my shoulder blades, post-revolutionary thinking there'll be colder days and how we can expose the fake. Wish I could remote the face of Congress or abolish government because they control the states and make us dig our own graves. Then they take our homes away. Looking someone old to face, smiling, tell them fit for themselves. Go make 401k. We keep pushing, but we rolling out of rollerblades. I keep kicking for freedom now before it's going today. But everyone else, you know, I've kind of had some, you know, working experience with and um, I, I've never had to ask any other artist to rewrite anything. Um, hmm. I, I, you know, they're all professionals. You know, they're all, most of them are way more established than I am. Um, so I, I, I would never feel comfortable saying, hey, can you rewrite that? I, I do, um, once, you know, they decide that, you know, we're going to work together, I do present a, a theme and an idea and, um, you know, the concepts. And then I just have them go, you know, run with it. So um, it's all up to them as far as where they take it. And and you mentioned themes, and you know, you 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 had kind of a th- you with uh, Four Adam the um, the album prior to this one, mm-hmm. and uh, this album you have a theme to it. Is I mean, is, does does that as an artist help you? Is that, is that does that a little more help for you to have an album that actually has a theme? Or, I mean, is there a reason behind themes? Because some albums just don't have any theme. They're just like, you know, one track here, one track there. Sure, Here's a hit sure. single, stuff like that. I mean, is that how, is this, does, does that just help you to write as an artist? Uh, definitely. Well, sometimes, sometimes when you, once you set a theme, it's hard, you know, you may get inspired to do something completely different. And then you're like, hmm, well, this doesn't fit. You know, I have to kind of stick to the theme. So I, I don't know about easier or, or, if, you know whether one's more difficult than the other, but basically, you know, I come from a time period when albums had themes. Right. That's just the way I like to craft, you know, my work. You know, whether it was you know Fear of a Black Planet or BDP's Ghetto Music Blueprint album, um, De La Soul's Three Fight High and Rosin. You know, these were albums that you know, whereas you know they, they were very thematic and all the songs you know had something to do with each other and they had a, a a similar vibe and a lot of the albums you know back then they were produced by one person and you know so you had that that consistent vibe and i just really love albums that collect a period in time in an artist's life you know songs that relate and flow together that capture a period in time you know that other others generations later can experience and connect with um, so when i decided to do you know if i'm going to put all this effort into making an album um which to me is a collection of, of songs. Um, you know, I, I want it to mean something and not just be like, you know, 16 tracks of just random rapping. Right. Because you know, that bores me as a, as a fan and as a listener. So so I try to not do that. Uh, I want to go into uh, one of the people that you, you know, uh, help co-produce the mix of uh, DJ Johnny Juice. Yo, what's up? This is... This, this is... <laughs> DJ Johnny Juice. 
Donnie Juice. Donnie Juice. Chilling right now with my boy. Once again, as you were creating this album, I was following you on Twitter, and I remember, I highly remember it when I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning, very uh, extremely positive, you know, just a positive, you know, vibe view view of Johnny Juice and saying that, you know, he pushes, he's like, he's a producer like no other, he, he you know, he pushes you, he makes you, he pushes your limits, blah, blah, he pushes you to the limit, not in necessarily a bad way. Right. Um, so... If you can, I mean, just can you discuss what it's like working with Juice and kind of how is he different from other producers? Um, well, Juice is a legend, and he's worked literally with the best in the business, you know, Public Enemy, Slick Rick, Beastie Boys, Leaders of the New School, Son of Berserk. I mean, these are on a whole other level. These are the, the, the top-tier you know, artists. And he's seen and heard it all and knows everything there is to know, and he's not someone that you can bull****. So, you have to come prepared and be professional and be ready to work hard. And because Juice will tell you straight up when you're being when you're whack. You know, he'll tell you something isn't working and he'll he'll just make you, you know, work until you get it right. And I love that personally because, you know, when you as an artist you're you, know, you write your song and you come up with all these ideas in your head and then you get to the studio and you're working with the producer and the engineer and you know, you basically created an idea in a bubble in your own head, which, you know, you think is, you know, amazing. And then you, you get there and, and, you know, you record. And, your average, you know, your average producer may not, you know, care or may not be concerned with bringing out your best. and They may not say anything. Maybe, you know, not that they're being dishonest or, or not genuine, but they may just, you know, think it's okay to let you do what you do and, you know, so forth and so on. Whereas, you know, Juice is very opinionated because he's been around so long, and he's like I said, he's seen and done it all. So he'll tell you, you know, how he feels, and that'll, you know, you know, for some artists that may, you know, frustrate them or you know, they they may get down about that. But for me, it pushes me to be better, and and that's why I like working with other people. Otherwise, I would just you know produce my own songs and sit in my own studio and you know release music and you know not care what anyone else thinks. Right. I like working with other people because they, they do inspire and push you to, to be a better artist. <laughs> Honey, I got rhythms I haven't used yet. Speaking with Ellis, a new album is called Family First. The first time I heard your stuff was uh, from your last album for Adam, and okay. I think what blew me away was uh, what you did at the end of the track, Red Dawn. And um, as you pointed out to me early, um, in the email, you originally did this at the end of Old Friends on Feel Good Music. And what you did was you did acapella. Right. Um, so I want to go into, in this new album, for Family First, um, Eyes of a Child, you did it again. You did uh, acapella. So I want to know, why Why do you have this theme of acapella? Something I started on Feel Good Music, and as you mentioned, I wanted to keep it going. Um, those were basically verses that I loved that just didn't make it into song format. So actually on For Adam, Red Dawn was actually one of the three verses um, for the original song that was Born Criminal. Um, I had written Born Criminal years ago. Those, those verses were very old. And um, when I actually got the beat for Born Criminal, I rewrote it completely, and it's a completely different song. But I wanted to, to use um, that verse in particular. Um, and I started doing it because I felt like it gives a listener 
gives the listener like a rest in between songs. Mm. So originally, the in, on Feel Good Music, the first acapella comes right after Old Friends, and there's you know a series of songs. I believe that's the also the third or fourth song on the album. So I kind of just wanted to give the listener a rest, kind of slows things down for a moment, and allow some breathing room, um, you know, during the listening journey. I don't really like skits on albums. Mm. There are there are a few artists that could really do skits really well, you know, Basel, Master Ace, and to me those are really the only two that I enjoy. Uh, anyone else gets, you know, irritate me. So this is this is my way of kind of like doing the skit, slowing the album down, giving some breathing room for the listener uh, without actually doing the skit and kind of just, you know, sharing thoughts and ideas, you know, um, through these lyrics. And like you said, like for me, like, you know, I got into hip hop because I love the lyrics. Mm. So, you know, that's the most important part to me. You know, beats are great, you know, production, but I, I enjoy writing lyrics and these are verses that I, you know, I thought fit within the context and theme of the, of the album. And, um, I just wanted to share them. Time slips and we regret time past when we dig graves crying, remembering we used to laugh. The legacy of grandparents and stories told. Thinking we never get old. Now we got our own grandkids to hold. Memories uh, I, I want to go into another track. Uh, you know, track number nine on the album. It's a, a extraordinary featuring uh, Blueprint. Maybe I'm hating, but the fame don't really mean a thing. Gotta confess, I'm all impressed by the little things. Could you just talk about how this track came about? Like, what's the story behind it? Sure. Um, I met Blueprint years ago through my friend and uh, fellow musician Paul Date. I was working as Paul's manager, actually, um, at the time, and Print was in town. Uh, they had toured together, Paul and uh, Blueprint, and uh, Blueprint was in town uh, with Atmosphere touring, and uh, I introduced myself because we had never actually met in person, so we connected that way at first, and we stayed in touch, uh, talked about doing some art, and you know, I'd wanted to do some, some album art for him, and we shared emails back and forth. Um, when we finally decided we were going to do a song together, and that he was actually going to, you know, produce the beat, and the beat was right. I had to come up with a theme. And when you work with an artist like Blueprint, you know, you can't waste your time just doing your typical rap song, rapping about yourself or, you know, attacking other rappers. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something meaningful um, that could be played and enjoyed by any age group during any point in time. And um, so who's never fantasized about being a superhero? Yeah. That was like the... The first, the first idea was like, all right, I want to do something, you know, that everyone can kind of connect with and relate to. And the idea actually really clicked after reading uh, one of Blueprint's blogs about how he helped this girl who got off the wrong bus and was lost. And at first, mm -hmm. he was really hesitant. You know, he saw this person approaching him, and she asked if he could, she could use the, his phone. You know, we're all kind of like preconditioned nowadays to not trust strangers and to be suspicious of people, but. He actually went out of his way. He, you know, he let her use the phone. He, she got in touch with her mother, who, you know, he had to wait with this girl while, you know, the mother came to pick her up because she was lost. Took some time to do that, and he found out the girl was actually younger than he even thought. You know, I, I forget how, what her age was, but it was a really powerful, you know, blog entry, and it made me think about what regular people can do to help each other and make the world a better place, and how we don't need superpowers. Uh, to be heroes or just be good people. So his 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 blog and his writing and his experience really inspired the song on top of him producing the album. So really, like, you know, he inspired the theme, and I just kind of steered it and, and 
that direction, and, and he went to town with it. I love that track. Uh, speaking of which, do you have a favorite song on the album? I don't. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you know it's hard for me to say you know give a favorite. I enjoy them all. They're all very different songs, all different, very, very different experiences. If I had to pick one, I guess I would say The Gift because I watched Juice craft that right before my eyes and it includes audio of my son's actual birth. So that was your son? That was your son's actual birth? It was. I had the recorder right there, you know, while my wife was giving birth. And, uh, wait, that was your wife? Yeah. She was the, (laughs) I I, I, I was the nurse. The nurse says, you know, baby boy born, you know, and, and, and that's her talking, you know, my wife talking to my son as, you know, and he's shivering like a little... Oh, wow. Little that's cold amazing. Cold. So, and actually, throughout the song, Juice took that, that audio from the birth and he cut it up and that's my son laughing and giggling and, and you know, cooing throughout the song. So that's actually, you know, he co-produced the song. What's the future of this and how, how can the audience uh, cop the album? Um, the album will be on iTunes and everywhere music is sold on May 29th, Amazon and wherever else sells music. Um, and physical CDs will, will be available in, in select locations. Um, they can subscribe to my website, adamwalenta.com, E-D-A-M-W-A-L-L-E-N-T-A, and they'll find links to where they can get the limited edition autograph CDs. Um, as for the future, I'm just really working hard on promoting this project. We've got basically one to two videos that we're trying to release every week for the next two months mm. um, and getting all that done. And then we'll see if people want more from me. So uh, I don't have specific plan. I have, I have lots of ideas in my head for albums and, and ideas. And we'll see where that goes and if, if there's demand for it. But for now, I just want to you know, focus on family first and uh, spread the word that it's out there. Cool. And I appreciate you know you helping out doing this. The name of the album is Family First. The artist is Illis. Illis, thank you so much for joining us on The Library with Tim Heineke and And You Don't Stop with Chuck D. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Welcome to the world, little man. Take daddy's hand. I'm here for you to help you understand. You're a gift of life. Wide eyes so bright. The light that shines like a star. Conceived in love. Believe you are. A new branch on a tree. So tall. Roots so deep. We can never ever fall. Together stand strong. You need me call. I'll be right there. You don't have to fear. Your mom and me together. We're right here. Never question the love we have for you. Never underestimate what we would do to protect you. Trust that we would never neglect you or let you get lost. No matter the cause, we'll provide for you. Sacrifice my life and die for you. Guide you through the love and the pain. Provide shelter through the cold and the rain. Inspire you to be all you can be. To reach for the stars and teach you to think. With love in your heart and an open mind. To be free to follow your destiny and time. And grow from a boy to a man. Still it never be too far to hold your hand. Stand by your side through thick and thin. Family first to the very end. And stand by your side through thick and thin. Family first to the very end. 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 I love you.